Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. Richard Salazar, Jr., chairman of the Free Speech Movement. One of the most important things that we can advocate for uh, is getting involved in local government. Uh, That is where you can affect a lot of change with your county commissions, your your town councils, your school boards. Obviously, those are three places where we can have a lot of influence. When you have items coming up for discussion that you think need to be talked about, get your friends and your neighbors go down to your county commission meeting and demand to be heard. Most of the most commission meetings and, and school board meetings have public uh, forums where you can comment. If you have a lot of people there, it makes a statement that you're not alone and what you're talking about is important to a whole bunch of people. You know, my, my concern, Dr. Dan, is that the majority of people who support what we're talking about are complacent. They're just not motivated to get up off the couch and go do something about it. Listen, I remember, you know, sitting in my father's church, you know, 20 some years ago, Uh, where a man came in and said, hey, listen, gay marriage is on the agenda. And if we don't do something about it, it's going to be here before we know it. Well, what happened? Nobody did anything about it. Now look where we are. Now, you know, that is, um, you know, that's something that is, you know, the church, obviously the church has its own political persuasion. Uh, They believe what they believe in terms of that. My point isn't whether or not I support that. My point is, is there was a warning, there was a clarion call, and nobody did anything about it. And now here we are. It's a, it's pretty much, you know, the church is going to have to work a thousand times harder to get their messaging out uh, if they want to influence change. Again, my point is that for most Americans, it takes a, a spanking before they get up and do anything. You're right. We do need to influence local government. We do need to be involved. But are we going to do it? Well, maybe it's going to take, you know, take the government, uh, you know, shutting down our TVs or shutting down radio or shutting down our ability to communicate before we say, oh, wait a minute, something's wrong here. We better do something about it. And now we have to work a thousand times harder. People need to get motivated now. And there needs to be examples of how we didn't act in the past. Bring that to forward to the future and say, let's learn from our mistake. Let's get out there. Let's get involved and let's do something to affect change now. And that's, you know, that's what we're trying to do with our message. It's an important message to deliver. Uh, and a lot of us have been shouting that message for a long time and, the, the the sad thing is, you're right. It does seem to fall always on deaf ears or people who agree say, yeah, boy, we better do something. 
But when you say, okay, let's do something, let's all be at the uh, the school board meeting. It's Tuesday night next week at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. And who shows up? Nobody. Right. And so that is the complacency uh, that we must find a way realistically to mm-hmm. fight. Uh, I don't know how to do that other than speaking out. I know you were speaking out what you're doing. You formed an incredible organization that where you are, have great plans. But still, we must uh, we must find a way uh, to get people involved. Do you have any any magic, anything magic suggestions to do? Well, here's what we're doing. And it's all going to come down to grassroots. Get out of your house, meet us somewhere and start knocking on doors and banging on corporate doors and saying, hey, look, we're not putting up with it. So we're putting together some strategies to do that. Unfortunately, we're only 30 days old, so we're still trying to get our uh, our infrastructure in place and we're moving lightning fast. Uh, I just had a Zoom rally uh, last Friday with all of our members and and um, and said to them, listen, we've moved pretty quickly and we've advanced pretty far considering it's only been 30 days and and laid out some of our accomplishments. Um, And so we're moving fast because we know that at some point we're going to have to together travel to Washington, travel to, you know, to the corporate offices of some of these retailers and big tech companies by the millions and say enough is enough. And when we do that, Washington's going to look and say, these people mean business. We better get on board. And we're going to be supporting, you know, as a, and we just talked about 501c3, we're, we're in the process of, of, you know, of getting our 501c3 status. We can't, unfortunately, we can't endorse political candidates, but what we can do is we can expose them. And say, listen, these guys, certain these certain, um, you know, officials who are running for office, they oppose free speech. And we're going to make that a loud bullhorn, a loud megaphone so that people know, Okay, these people are trying to silence our voices. We're not going to vote for these guys. And so that's that's where we're headed with this. And so we've got our work cut out for us and we have to work backwards. We have to say, okay, if we're going to influence Uh, If we're going to influence policy change in Washington, if we're going to influence big tech, if we're going to influence retailers, what's it going to take for us right now to be able to get there quickly? And that's where we are um, as we speak. We're right now trying to figure out exactly how we're going to do that. We know we're going to hit hit retailers uh, in their revenue stream, because I, I do believe at the end of the day, that's the loudest voice in America. And once that starts to happen, Washington will listen. So it's a unique movement. It's not been done before. Um, There's been a lot of talk over the years and decades about uh, about uh, movements like ours. Nothing's been done. Well, enough's enough. You know, as for me. I'm going to lead a movement that will be mobilized. We will get out there. And, you know, Dr. Dan, our people are hungry for it. They were asking on Friday by the by the hundreds and the thousands. Hey, when are we going to go somewhere? Can we go now? Can we get on a plane and go stand in front of, you know, Twitter's headquarters? Can we go and stand in front of Facebook's headquarters? Can we go and stand uh, at, in the Capitol and protest? Well, we will do that. We'll get there. Let us, you know, let's get a plan in place. So people are hungry and we just need to get them by the millions. 
I think that's a very a, a very good way to do things. And, and we're really assisted by the Internet. The Internet does give us a way of connecting with people all over the country, whether they actually physically go anywhere or not, they can participate. Then you can get the people who are, have the ability to jump up and leave and go places. I think that's a great a great way to do it. But this whole non-involvement philosophy is something that we really have to counter. About four, about four or five years ago, I put up a website that was called Domestic Enemies of Freedom. And I had a friend who would, what he would do is he would scour the internet for people who were doing things that were anti-freedom, anti-constitution, anti-bill of rights, uh, a principle, for instance, like a principal who would expel a student for wearing a shirt with, with something on it that they didn't like, stuff like that. And then what we did in that website is at there was a story there about what exactly had gone on. And at the bottom, all you had to do was push a button to send an email to those to that person. So we were trying to get a, uh, a media based or website based way, a digital way of confronting individuals who do things that are unconstitutional, immoral, uh, stupid, crazy, whatever you want to say, that diminished our freedom. That's why they were the domestic enemies of freedom. Uh, and after trying, we we sent out invitations to join this effort to hundreds and hundreds of people. And after all of that effort, um, we had only one or two people that even bothered to do something so simple. All they had to do was read a story, push a button, and send a message to that offending person that say, we don't agree with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you think people uh, in today's world, do you think they're afraid to get involved? I believe they are. I mean, there's no doubt about it. We've had people drop off because, you know, they thought twice about their, um, their, you know, wanting to be a member of something that's so controversial. Uh, so I am concerned that, that people are afraid, but that's the problem. Right. That's the problem. People are afraid and the opposition, they know that the cancel culture environment, they know this and they're keeping the fearful people at bay, which is the majority of the country. I would imagine 60, 70 percent of people who support the cancel culture, but yet won't say anything because they're afraid of being targeted. Right. And so. Again, how far are we willing to go to protect our freedom of speech? How far are we willing to fight? And that's what it comes down to. And so we're going to find out, you know, we're going to find out. Unfortunately, as I said before, it's going to take a lot of people being hurt um, in their pocketbook, being hurt wherever, in, in whatever capacity, not physically, obviously, but, you know, financially, emotionally. I mean, think about, you know, all of the jobs that were lost as a result of canceling some of the retail products like Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben's, you know, some of these, you know, Lando Lakes, you know, think about now all of these people who are going to lose their jobs, who worked those assembly lines and who worked in those plants, well, those people ought to be the first rising up saying, hey, you know, what is this? We got to stop this, right? Because now they're losing income. 
And so it's going to take people who, and I think those, I believe the people who will join our movement first are the ones that are really angry because they've personally been injured in some way by the cancel culture movement. And, um, and that's, that's where it starts. And hopefully it'll be enough uh, people to uh, be able to, uh, to become a loud voice in this country. So uh, unfortunately, Dr. Dan, it's hard to say, right? We can't predict the future. We can only get out there and lead by example. We can only get out there and say, hey, you know, we've had enough. We're not taking this anymore. Let's get behind this and let's affect change and do it quickly. Most people think that this is a long-term effort. And when they see that, they already get burnt out by the messaging. They get burnt out by, by the idea. But if we come to them and say, hey, look, do you realize within the next two years, we can have the cancel culture in the palm of our hands? And if we lay out a strategy and if we, if we put out an agenda, if we put out a, a, you know, a mission statement, if we put out a, um, you know, a rallying cry that has a timeline on it, I believe people will say, you know what? Wow, in two years, we can turn this around. I'm in. And so- well, when I look at what you're doing and I understand the process and I understand what we have to do, I get courage and inspiration from our founding fathers. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what it was like for people like Samuel Adams, Patrick Henry, George Washington, John, you know, uh, Hamilton, uh, Adams, for those these people to go up against the most powerful nation on earth, to go up against uh, an army who was here on our shores in our in our country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Henry stood up and said, "Give me liberty and get, or give me death." Mm-hmm. People who were passionate. They were passionate about freedom. They were passionate about making a dramatic change uh, that would result in a benefit for, uh, for mankind. Our, our founders pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor uh, for the gift that they gave us. That gift was our our pro, uh, Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and most importantly, as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. the Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. They were quaking in their boots, mm-hmm. but they went ahead and they did it anyway. Mm-hmm. This country has taken all of what you just mentioned for granted. And it's not being taught in schools and the ability to feel their pain, the ability to, to connect with our founding fathers to a point where it's like, okay, you know what? If they can do it, we can do it. That disconnect is wide. And Unfortunately, it's, you know, it's challenging for someone like, you know, for people like us to be able to say, okay, how can we bring that pain? How can we get the people to feel that that pain and the suffering and the motivation included to to take a hit so that we can have our freedoms today? We're so far removed from that. And we're so numb to that, that people just don't really care anymore. They don't think about that. It's a good point, doctor. I'm really I'm, I'm really anxious and nervous about uh, this whole thing. Uh, and I, Richard, uh, I, I, I am just so 
happy that you've been on Freedom Forum Radio to discuss this because it probably it is there is no other subject more important than what we need to sacrifice mm-hmm. as individuals mm-hmm. in order to to get back that gift that was given to us. People here, people have come to this country uh, for for decades uh, because they knew this was the land of opportunity. They they saw a freedom. Uh, my family came. Most of my family emigrated here around 1900 or so from from Europe, uh, and they came here because they had no opportunity. And here they said, this is the land where we can come. We will have an opportunity for not only for for us, but more importantly, for our children and our grandchildren to live productive lives where they are free. And that's the kind of inspiration that we have to talk about. We have to talk about you have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to get off the sofa. You have to say, I've got children. I've got grandchildren, whatever you have. What is life going to be like for them? If we don't, if we don't fight for this most important thing. I agree. And, you know, in addition to that, we need people from both sides of political parties to get on board. We have, as I said at the beginning of our of our dialogue, you know, the 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 right side of the political aisle unfortunately are taking the beating right now. But I know that there are multiplied hundreds of thousands, if not millions in this country who who are of the you know political persuasion opposite to to the right, the you know, the left, the, the Democratic Party, who agree with what we're talking about. And we need to invite them. We've got to find a way to bring them on board as well so that we can be united in one purpose, and that's protecting free speech. We don't want to make this just a right issue because it's not. It's a right and left issue. It's an American issue. It's, hey, we have a right to speak freely in this country and to express our views. You know, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If for some reason Twitter or Facebook decides to silence President Biden, well, we're going to be there for it. If for some reason, you know, big tech decides to go after Speaker Pelosi, Well, we're going to be there for her as well. This is not about protecting a political persuasion. I've said this before. I'll say it again. It's not about that. It's about protecting our right to speak freely, not hate speech. We don't endorse hate speech. We endorse the right to have an opinion and say it without being personally harmed by it, whether it's physically, emotionally, or even financially. Richard Salazar, it's been a wonderful thing having you on Freedom Forum Radio. Uh, Would you like to give us a final thought? I want to encourage everybody to go to our website, number one, free speech, or the website is www.speechmovement.org. Um, and join. You can join uh, join us with a um, with a me- you can get a membership for twenty five dollars, or you can just pop in your email address, and we'll uh, you'll be a part of the family that way as well. Um, and so, if you can do that, that would be great. Everybody needs to get over there and check it out, and find a way to motivate yourself. Motivate yourself to get on board. I know it's not easy. Listen. I've got a lot going on in life. This wasn't something that I was looking for. I didn't wake up one morning and decide, hey, I think I want to lead the free speech movement. It took a lot of effort. It took a lot of 
dialogue and consideration, you know, I'm putting myself at risk. I'm putting my family at risk, but it's something that needs to be done. Somebody has to step up to the plate and do it. And all I'm asking is for you to just get behind me and say, Richard, we're behind you. What can we do to help? And let's become, become a voice. Dr. Dan, we're going to work with you. We're going to work with, with your team. We're going to work with your following. And together, uh, I think we're going to, we're going to do some damage to this cancel culture. And it's not going to be long before we, before we have this uh, going in the right direction. Richard Salazar, Jr., chairman of the Free Speech Movement. Thank you very much for a, for a wonderful discussion of a very important subject. God bless you, my friend. We will work together. Thank you, Dr. Dan. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The rights to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Get joy in everything. 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 Everything.